Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Well, hello, hello, my friends. All month this month, I am celebrating the five-year anniversary of this podcast. Thank you guys for listening and practicing with me for all of this time. And a huge thank you goes out to one of my sponsors, Baron Fig, for helping me celebrate in a big way. Baron Fig makes beautiful, smart products for the creative life, journals, pens, books, and so much more. And they have agreed to put together a Meryl's Favorite Journals package for one lucky winner of my anniversary giveaways. So you could win a set of two guided journals, the Bloom Meditation Journal and the Wander Dream Journal. I use both of these journals daily in my own life, and I know you are going to love them too. You can win this journal set simply by sharing this podcast on social media and tagging me at Meryl Arnett or shoot me a screenshot. And every time you share, you're entered to win. The winner will be drawn at random on September 30th. Good luck, and thank you so much for sharing this podcast with others. All right. Welcome. Happy Monday. We have made it to the third and final installment of the Living in a Divided World series. And we started the series by talking about the courage that's needed to stand at this crossroad, in essence, where all opposites, where all paradox seems to meet and swirl in a giant mess that we stand in the middle of. And so the first piece of our practice was like, can I embrace the courage to actually stand right here and not run down one path or another path, but just stand in the crossroad? And once I do that, once I pause and acknowledge that I am indeed at this meeting point of all opposites, can I lean in softly with a willingness to be changed by what I hear? Can I listen? You'll remember that we're really playing with this space between aversion and attachment. Can I hear everything that I agree with and I fight for and I uphold? And can I hear everything that I fight against and I disagree with? And can I lean into all of it? And then we get to the third session. And I thought we were going to talk about compassion. And the more I have listened and practiced and been in this space myself, the more I realize that it's not actually just compassion. 
it's not enough to say, let's show up compassionately and think that we're going to get through this moment. Really what I think this moment is asking of us is the reminder and the invitation to lean into one of the primary teachings of meditation. And in fact, one of the um, goal is not a word that we use a lot in meditation, but I'm going to call it one of the secret goals of meditation is that we begin to access or become aware of or even grow four immeasurable qualities. And they are indeed called the four immeasurable qualities because it's taught that every being is born with these four qualities in immeasurable quantity. That means you, that means me, that means everybody we've ever come into contact with. And for sure, some people have buried them along the way or chosen to feed and grow other qualities. And for sure, we might have forgotten ourselves that some of these are innate to us. But our practice, whether we're consciously tuning into it or not, is pulling these qualities forth and feeding them within us so that when we get to these crossroad moments, when we're in the middle of it, all we have to do is remind ourselves because they're already there for us. So what are these four immeasurable qualities? The first one is loving kindness, which you have heard me talk about many, many times in this class and on this podcast. Loving kindness is the ability to love all beings, the ones that are easy to love, the ones that are difficult to love, the ones that we fail to notice. It's the ability to love all beings. The second quality is indeed compassion. Compassion in its most basic form is simply to be willing to be with somebody's pain. To be with somebody's pain without needing to fix it. Without needing to do anything at all other than simply acknowledge I see you, I hear you, I indeed honor your pain. The next quality is sympathetic joy. Sympathetic joy is the willingness to be with someone's joy. I see you, I hear you, I feel your joy. Without jealousy, without greed, without grasping myself, I am happy for your happiness. And the last immeasurable quality is equanimity. Equanimity is the ability to feel everything and not be felled by any of it. It is the ability, as we were talking to before class, to feel all the worry that your kids will get sick right before that vacation, or even to find out that indeed that does happen, and to then feel anger and disappointment and the myriad of other things that might come up with that, and to also be okay. 
And I want to be really clear when I make that statement to also be okay. It doesn't mean that we don't express any of those difficult emotions. It doesn't mean that some days we don't cry or stomp our feet or raise our voices or any, any of it, right? How do we express emotions? Sometimes we have to do these things. It, equanimity doesn't mean that we don't feel it. It simply means that we're aware when we're feeling it and we're choosing how we express it. So it's not a tornado flying out of our mouth, but it's wisely chosen words. It's wisely chosen actions. And so again, these four immeasurable qualities, the ability to love every being on the planet, the ability to be with the pain of every being on the planet, the ability ability to be with every joy for every being on the planet, and the ability to show up for all of it and not be felled, not be bowled over, to not lose ourselves in the midst of it. So we stand at the crossroad between aversion and attachment. We hear all the opinions, all the ideas, and we feel all that we feel about the opinions, the ideas, and the actions. And it's in those moments that we remember that what we really need to do is sit down. Sit down and do our practice because it is pulling these qualities forth in us. So that we can say, yes, I am mad. Yes, I am scared. Yes, I am frustrated. Or yes, I am happy. And, and I will continue to lean in softly with a willingness to be changed by what I hear because the moment changes. And for sure, we will wander down one of the paths from the crossroads. And most definitely, we will end up at another crossroad. At another moment. I mean, how many, if you think back from when this series started, the first week of September, how many issues have you faced? How many things have gotten you riled up because you disagreed or it hurt you in some way? Each of those is the crossroad, each of them. And that's our opportunity to pause and to practice. And it's not to say that you're not going to still feel upset or unsure of the next right thing to do even. But for me, at least, I will say that these are the moments that I really lean into the actual teachings themselves. Right, you know, so teachings in the traditional words of a meditation practice, teachings is the Dharma with a capital D, the truth, right? These are the teachings handed down from the ancient most practitioners. And you know, you've heard me say that the very next thing after Dharma is ehipasako. It's come and see for yourself. You don't have to take what I say as gospel, right? The invitation is you practice and you see if it's true. But in these really tough moments, when I'm like, 
I sure hope I'm holding on. In those moments, I lean into the teachings. I say, I'm going to take the words that these practitioners from 2,500 years ago have written down or passed down orally, and I'm going to trust them in this moment. I'm going to trust that it is true that I, that you, that we possess these qualities in immeasurable quantities, and that the more I practice, the easier it will be for me to access them. And so we'll do a practice together tonight. You know, this is a bit random. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm going to share it. Sneak peek. Whoa. I just did a really incredible interview that's going to air on the podcast in a couple weeks. And it's with a doctor, Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's a neurotheologist. He is somebody who studies the brain while it is in spiritual experience, whether that's prayer, meditation, ritual, trance. And he does brain scans. He has all these images. It's inc- His work is incredibly cool. But I'm going to give you, this is the sneak peek. That was so cool. So he did a study and all of these brain scans of meditators that have meditated a minimum of 9,000 hours. You know, they say 10,000 hours, you're an expert. So these meditators have meditated at least 9,000 hours and he does their brain scans. He also did brain scans of meditators that had only done an eight-week introductory course. Okay, 9,000 hours or an eight-week introductory course. And there are changes in the brain with both groups. After eight weeks, there are changes in the brain from your practice. These are beginners. They're the same as you and me. They're hoping they're doing it right, right? And the brain changes that quickly. And, you know, of course, for the people that had meditated 9,000 hours or more, the changes were more pronounced, right? They continue. And I just share that as we're talking about this because we're talking about something big, right? I can feel you sitting there the same way I sit there and go, "Do do I really possess compassion in immeasurable quantities? Is equanimity truly a skill that I possess? I have definitely practiced for eight weeks. And everybody whose face I see on this Zoom call tonight, I know you have practiced for at least eight weeks. Our our brains have changed. We are cultivating these qualities. Okay, so let's cultivate a little more. I've talked enough. We're going to find a comfortable seat for our practice. If you've already been seated, you might uncross your legs and cross them the other way. Let your hands rest down onto your lap. And if you'd like, you could let your eyes drift closed. And if it it feels steadier or safer for you, you can always just take a soft gaze down towards the earth. Together as a group here. Nice deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. 
And we'll just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And allowing your breath to flow. Allowing your body to settle and land right here in this moment together. And as we begin our practice, start by silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you feel those words landing in your body, you might just imagine that you could let your body become a little bit out of focus. Like you were blurring the edges. Breath by breath here, we let go of any sharp angles. any tension or edges. And instead we invite ourselves into a place of softness. A place where our hips and our thighs relax. Our spines elongate. Maybe you find you can roll your shoulders back and down. Or lift up the base of your skull just a bit. Imagine yourself letting go across your forehead. And releasing the skin around the eyes. Softening the jaw. The inside of the cheeks and the tongue. And you might swallow once or twice so that your throat is relaxed. And you breathe your collarbones a little further apart. And we soften across the muscles of the chest. And we soften across the muscles of the belly. And it's here that we feel ourselves breathing. 
And as you tune into the feeling of your breath, I want you to notice that as you breathe in, your torso expands. And as you breathe out, you settle into the very center of yourself. Every time you breathe in, your torso expands front and back, side and side, top and bottom. And every time you breathe out, you feel yourself landing right at the center of your being. And you don't have to exaggerate this or force this. See if you can just soften into this flow of expansion and contraction. And for this next minute, Every time you breathe in, every time you feel expansion, I want you to imagine this is the immeasurable quality of loving kindness. Every time you breathe in, you're expanding your capacity to love all beings. When you breathe out, you land at center and expanding your capacity to love all beings just for about a minute here. And you'll let your flow of breath continue. And now every time you're breathing out, you're landing at center. And every time you're breathing in and expanding, you're expanding your compassion. your willingness to be 
with the pain of others without needing to fix or to do. Every breath in, expanding compassion. Every breath out, landing at center. And the flow of breath continues. Now our inhales are the expansion of joy. Your willingness to be with joy, your joy, others' joy. Without jealousy, without grasping or clinging. Every breath in, our willingness to be with joy expands. And every breath out, we feel ourselves more fully at center. And lastly, our inhales, our expansions, our growing, our equanimity. Every breath in, 
Our equanimity expands. Our ability to feel it all and be knocked over by none of it. For these last five minutes, let all conscious effort go. Resting inside the flow of your breath. Resting inside these four qualities that you possess. and letting all doubt and all distraction simply drift by.
I'm feeling your breath here. Feeling inside you the qualities of loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. Letting these all reside inside you as you deepen your breath now, feeling a full inhale. And letting go of a nice sigh. And you could wiggle into your fingers and your toes. Taking all the time you need to stretch your body, to roll your shoulders. And gradually bring your palms together in front of your heart like a prayer. Bow your chin down. Taking a moment to simply honor yourself. To honor the teachings and your experience of them in the practice to honor your courage to stop and pause at the crossroads and your willingness to lean in and listen. Thank you. Big thanks to our sponsor, Mindful and Modern. Mindful and Modern offers a full range of accessories for seated meditation practice, including cushion sets, bamboo kneeling benches, and even chairs with extra back support. Visit mindfulandmodern.com and use code MINDFULMINUTE10 to save 10% off your next order. mindfulandmodern.com and use code MINDFULMINUTE10. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.